Hello, and welcome to the Mix It Up podcast. I am pharmacist Tara Thompson, and this is a show where we take you behind the counter to hear from experts in medicine, health, and pharmacy. Today, we're going to hear from a really special guest. I'm so excited to introduce her. Um, I'm starting sort of a little series with the podcast um, within the next couple of episodes, and we're going to specifically talk to women pharmacists um, who have had to change their schedule around or definitely alter their lifestyle, um, be it with children or with work um, or with extracurricular activities around the global pandemic. We know that so many people are being affected by this. Um, Kids are having to stay at home. Moms are having to learn how to now be kindergarten teachers. So um, just thought that it would be really cool to bring a couple pharmacists on here who have directly been affected by this and just hear their stories and how they're managing and um, hopefully to our listeners getting um, a sense of, you know, what the normal that we're in now and that you're not alone if you're listening to this because we're all out here and we're all making it work. So um, we know women have made such great strides over the years. There are more women than men actually enrolled in college, medical, and law schools. The number of women in the workforce even overtook men for a brief period um, through February of this year. But the uncomfortable truth now is that in their homes, women are still trying to fit into stereotypical roles of doing the bulk of the cooking, cleaning, parenting. It's just kind of something that we're born with. (laughs) Um, It's another um, part of like that 21st century home that the pandemic is um, kind of exposing again. Um, Women are leaving the workforce in greater numbers than men now. Um, More than 850,000 actually left the workforce in September alone. Um, The pandemic's female exodus has definitely turned the clock back by at least a generation, and they're saying now that women in the workforce is down to levels not seen since 1988. So those are pretty crazy um, stats to hear from a working women, working pharmacist here. So, um, and of course, you know, while I was sort of thinking about doing this particular topic, I wanted to make sure that we never leave out the fathers, the parents, the grandparents, other partners, or legal guardians out of this conversation, because we certainly recognize that, especially in today's world, child raising, homeschooling, maybe actually up to another parent or guardian in the child's life, not necessarily us moms. So for this, we'll be speaking today with a pharmacist and a mother, but definitely don't want to discount the other caretakers. So we see you out there. (laughs) You will be um, saluted as well. But today I'm so excited. I want you guys to um, go ahead and we're going to get to our special guest. She's awesome. Dr. Lissa Martelli um, is from Southeastern Massachusetts. She graduated with her doctorate of pharmacy from the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences and has been a pharmacist for eight years. She actually is a mom of two little ones. She's worked in both retail, hospital, and now specialty pharmacy. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Martelli to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I'm excited to do this little mini series because um, I think it's an important topic that we don't really talk about, especially um, us pharmacists. I mean, I know we're talking about it in general in the population, but I really want to hear from pharmacists, um, moms, me being one myself, but definitely other moms out there who have kind of gone through this. So Um, Before we get into the actual topic, tell us a little about yourself and your story and how you came into the pharmacy profession. Yeah, so um, as you said, I'm from a small town in southeastern Mass. 
Um, I'm married. I have two children. I have a daughter who is one and a son who is two. So you can imagine how busy I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I became interested in pharmacy when I was 16. I was a cashier at a Brooks Pharmacy, which doesn't exist anymore, I don't think, but I was in the front store and I spent a lot of time facing the cold and cough aisle and just became so fascinated with all the different over-the-counters. It just really sparked my interest in pharmacy in general. So when I turned 17, I got a job as a pharmacy tech at a local CVS and it was one of the busiest pharmacies in the area. So I was very intimidated at first, um, especially seeing how many drugs there. And I wasn't sure if this is really what I wanted to do and ended up going to PA school. <laughs> but after um, about, a, about a, a semester, I realized that, you know, my true passion was to become a pharmacist. So I transferred um, to MCPHS, as you said, Mass College of Pharmacy, Health Sciences in Worcester, Mass, um, after two years at, in the PA program um, and the MCPHS program is actually an accelerated program. So it was 34 months straight, it was pretty tough. But um, so I graduated in 2012, I've been a pharmacist ever since. Um, and as you said, I worked in retail and then later in hospital pharmacy. Um, and in the hospital, I've worked in a few different roles. So I've been a staff pharmacist, I've worked in the oncology clinic, I've been a transition of care pharmacist. Most recently, I was a clinical pharmacist. So now I work in specialty. So a little bit of everything I've had my hands in. Awesome. What kind of, um, just for those listening who are interested, what kind of um, meds or, or conditions do you um, look at specifically in your specialty pharmacy? We look at so much. So we do, we deal with rheumatoid arthritis, oncology, oral oncology specifically that patients would take at home, um, mm -hmm. multiple sclerosis. We work with hepatitis C, HIV patients, um, just all of those types of specialty clinics. So in also like Crohn's disease, mm -hmm. ulcerative colitis, um, the clinic that I support um, has almost every specialty you can think of. So a lot of different medications. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I was just curious myself too, but um, okay, so let's get into what's going on in our world. So it's no, you know, it's no secret that typically in most states, most laws, pharmacists must be on campus. Um, I know, especially like with my particular job, I have to be here so that I can also have free technicians here because of the ratio. So there's a lot of professions and then the hospitals and types of things, a lot of pharmacist positions that you must be on site. So I think this pandemic has really affected a lot of that because we can't necessarily stay home with our kids or we're having to find different childcare or that kind of thing. Um, so how, what does it look like for you? How has COVID or the pandemic, how has it increased the demands um, on your workload in your home um, with your children? Oh my God, it's been such a crazy year, hasn't it? Yes. So when yes. COVID first started, I was working as a clinical pharmacist at a local community hospital. It was such a cool job. I'd receive consults from the providers. I'd help manage antibiotics, anticoags. I'd write TPNs. I would do pain management consults. It was just very challenging, but super rewarding. So when COVID started, it was a very scary time to be in the hospital. There was just so much unknown about the virus. I would have to come home and change my clothes in my garage before mm. I'd even go in. I'd have to shower before seeing my family. Mm. Um, 
you know, we did transition remotely while I was at the hospital for a few weeks, just so we limit contact within the staff. So if somebody got COVID, we wouldn't all be seeing each other, at, you know, every day, we kind of took shifts that so one week, we'd be in the hospital, one week, we'd work from home. So that was very interesting. Um, but then the unthinkable and unexpected happened. And I was actually furloughed from my job. Our department lost five full-time pharmacists and all of our per diem pharmacists. Mm. So I was really devastated, not just because I really love my job, but because I have two young kids, our family depends on my salary financially. It was very, just very scary, so many unknowns. Um, and I never thought I'd lose my job in general as a pharmacist, never mind as a hospital pharmacist in the middle of a pandemic. So mm -hmm. the decision to furlough was totally based on seniority. So the five least senior pharmacists were let go and I was the least senior. I'd only been there about um, a year and a half. So basically I had to switch from a full-time working mom to a stay-at-home mom, which has so many challenges of its own. Luckily, my children aren't old enough for school, so I didn't have to transform into a teacher overnight, but it was still a big change, you know, being stuck in the house with two little kids, still having to, you know, make sure that they were kept busy and some form of learning. So it was just a big transition financially, emotionally, mentally. I had to decide whether, you know, do I sit back, wait for them to call me back for this job? Should I look for a new job? So I ended up by some miracle being offered an amazing job. I work from home now as a pharmacist, which is pretty unheard of, but it's, definitely been a huge transition um, starting a new job virtually but the company I work for has been so flexible and understanding so it's been a huge blessing to work here that's awesome and I I think a lot of this is just kind of what I've noticed and is that a lot of companies not just pharmacy but companies in general are learning that a lot of these jobs that once had people on campus who now have people at home are realizing like oh, this actually isn't so bad. I mean, they don't have to commute. Like they're still getting adequate workload done and, and uh, probably less distractions than being at an office where everybody's exactly. like, you know, how was your weekend? Yeah. Oh, it was good. Like going on a lunch break and all this kind of stuff. So um, exactly. I know my company now, they, they had to obviously transform into having everybody work from home. So it was always kind of a thought in the back of the mind of the company, you know, like, can we ever go remote? But it, the pandemic forced them to go remote. And now we're not really sure if we will ever go back. Um, so it's because productivity hasn't declined. So it and, you know, we can still make the impact that we were having in the office. So it was definitely a, a challenge for everybody. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because um, I know a lot of, I know a pharmacist who works in the hospital and she, her, she has a partner at the hospital. So they like alternate weeks. So one week, the partner's in the, um, on the floor and the other one's at home. And then the next week they flip. So I think a lot of different pharmacies or pharmacy spots have kind of shifted like what they're doing just to dec even decrease exposure to um, family, friends, those at the hospital who are um, who are working in like COVID units and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel your pain on the on the stripping down in the garage and running up <laughs> to the shower because you just don't know. And um, we're considered essential frontline healthcare workers. So it is it was a scary time. It still is. But um, you know, back when there was so more, much more question marks and unknowns, it was definitely scary. Now we know a little bit more that, so that helps, but, um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So how have you, how did you manage during that time um, that you were furloughed? How did you manage or what tips and tricks did you have to kind of um, make that sudden transition? Or did you, did you just try to keep the same schedule, stay active? I mean, what advice would you give, I guess, to um, the, some of the moms that are sitting at home and, and don't have that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I definitely managed with help from my husband. He has been amazing this whole time. He has a very flexible job. So he's always been able to leave early or go in late. Um, you know, and before this all happened, he has always had a typical, you know, seven to three job. So when I would work off shift hours or overnights, he was always there. Um, he's a complete team player with household mm-hmm. chores or cooking. So, you know, if, if I had a crazy day with the kids while I'm home, you know, it was never a oh, you didn't do the dishes, you didn't do this, you know, he was always very supportive, and would come home and just pick up the slack where, you know, I I didn't. So just leaning on your partner for support, if you don't have your partner, definitely any family members or friends, you know, we've been lucky that my mother in law helps out a lot. She's taking days off of work to help us. um, Even if we just need to get out of the house or, you know, just spend some time alone. I think the most important thing that I've done is just take time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have a demanding career, when you have children, when you just have a busy home life, you need to be able to take time away from, from everything. You have to just take time for yourself because that'll make you a better parent, a better employee in the long run. So um, self-care is super important, whatever it is, even if it's just exercising 30 minutes a day or reading a book, um, something that you can just take time away and do for yourself is is. is the most important thing, I think. Absolutely. I know that one thing that we do around here is we make people take a lunch break. Like you have to leave <laughs> or you don't have to leave. Campus, but you have to log off for 30 minutes to an hour, however long your ship, your particular break is, but use that time for mental health, get fresh air, get, you know, mm-hmm. just get on your phone and, and play on your social media, what, you know, watch a Netflix show, you know, just do something away from yeah. work. Because for a lot of people, that mental break mm-hmm. is so important that when you come back for your second part of your day, you feel a little bit more energized versus trying to work all the way through it, not taking an adequate break, just kind of trying to push through and then just getting burnt out in a shorter amount of time than if you were just were to go ahead and log off for a minute, you know? Yeah. And something I did for the kids is I'm just super big on schedule. I always have been. So just keeping my kids in the same routine that they would have if they were at daycare or, you know, preschool, I would just keep them in the same routine with wake up, you know, have, have breakfast, playtime, do something sort of educational, you know, not just sit them in front of the TV all day. Um, so that was an adjustment trying to figure out that schedule. But I think that that was super important to keep, to give them some kind of normalcy. I think it makes it easier on, I think, first of all, I think it's good for them to have that. I think kids all need routine of some sort and that mm-hmm. it's consistent, but also that helps you out, honestly, because you know exactly when you can get some stuff done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when certain times things are happening, you can prepare for them versus kind of just flying by the seat of your pants and being like, ah, you know, trying to pull things together at the last minute, food or games or something. You know, I feel like we can overwhelm ourselves if we don't have a routine, if we don't have a schedule. So I think I'm, I'm Definitely. in complete agreement with you. That's important. <laughs> so important. I don't know how people can just fly by. I, I, I would never be able to. 
Me neither. I, I set my kids clothes out the night before because I'm like, you never know what's going to happen in the morning. Your alarm might not go off mm -hmm. or, you know, the dog might, you know, run outside and get lost. Like you never know what's going to happen the next day. So I'm just going to set it out now. So if an emergency happens in the morning, at least they have their clothes ready for school. Definitely. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, it's, it's so cool to hear just different people's perspectives. And, and I know, you know, you're a full-time mom, you're a full-time pharmacist. Um, it just shows that everybody, every different profession, we're all going, we're all on the same boat here and we're all trying to figure out our own um, lives. And it's just so good to hear different perspectives. I mean, I think that our listeners like to know that they're not alone. So um, that's really cool. I actually read a stat um, the other day that one in every four working women, which is about 15 and a half million people, um, has a child under the age of 14 at home. And so that just goes to show you the enormity, one in four working women. So 25% of the working women population had to figure something out because, I mean, if your kid's under 14, they still need your help. They can't drive places. Mm -hmm. They can't, you know, hopefully they can cook or something. I know some of them can probably stay home on their own, but that's just crazy. Like if you stand up against four other working women, one of us has to, had to figure it out during the pandemic. So, um, well, I kind of want to wrap up a little bit, um, since it's getting close to that time, but, um, just thank, I wanted to thank you so much for being on here and sharing your story. And, um, before we wrap, what one wisdom, one word of wisdom, pearl of wisdom you would give out there to other pharmacist moms who are, um, in this boat with us? I would just say, you know, definitely reach out for help when you need it. <laughs> it's so important to just use that support if you need a cleaner to, to help clean your house so you can spend more time with your kids or you just, you know, don't have time to do it. Um, do that. Plan, prep your meals ahead of time. Take one hour a week to prep and or plan what you're going to have the entire week. It will save you so much time. Um, I definitely do that. I think it's super important. And then just reach out to your friends and family when you need that self self-care time and you need a night out. Um, I've always had a hard time asking for help. I grew up super independent because I lost my mom at a young age. Um, so I've never leaned on other people. So asking for help has been a struggle that I've had, but you just learn that it, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're failing. It just means that you need their help sometimes and their support. If you have it, use it. I think people appreciate being asked for help too. You know, I mean, you know, we, we sometimes don't want to ask people because, you know, we're scared of the answer or that, you know, they're going to think we're weak. But um, I think there's so many people out there who would love to help. They just don't know how until you actually tell them, you know, mm -hmm. what you need. Like, can I you agree. Me a meal? <laughs> can you bring me some food? Like, can you watch my kid for an hour so I can, you know, fold my laundry? Just little, little things like that. But I think people are wanting to help you, you know? Um, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Lissa. You have been so wonderful. And um, I wanted to to uh, mention that there are groups out there, um, Facebook groups and forums, um, organizations that pharmacists can join that, I mean, there's a pharmacist moms group on Facebook and you can just type your, you know, if you just want to get something off your chest, like today was rough, you know, so I had changed four diapers today, little things like that. You have other women who are, who know what you're going through, who are in your mindset um, that can, you know, offer support. So 
I encourage people to join those types of groups um, going along with Lissa's um, comment about asking for help. So definitely a good place to start if you don't know where to start. But um, anyways, thank you so much, Dr. Martelli. You have Dr. Martelli, you've been such a breath of fresh air. We really appreciate all of your um, time with us today and for sharing your story and your information with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, so if somebody here wants to reach out to you or um, if they want to ask you a question personally, where could they find you? They could find me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. Just under Lisa Martelli, I'm on there. Awesome, awesome. Well, I wanted to thank you again. We are very encouraged by your dedication to your profession and your tenacity um, during this crazy time and just sticking with it, staying in there, looking for another job, finding it and getting, you know, um, doing what you could on your part to um, keep promoting and advancing your profession and your career. So thank you all who joined us today, all our listeners on the Mix It Up podcast. Um, please feel free to share our podcast with um, someone if you feel like they might benefit from it. And if you need more information, feel free to email us about anything you heard today or if you have any questions for me at info, I-N-F-O, at innovationcompounding.com. And we'll see you next time. Be well.